We are continuing the animated series uh, in which we are just talking about different things in animated movies and topics that come up and then through the Bible. Last week we talked uh, about friendship and Toy Story, but also about jealousy and comparison and how no matter how you compare people, compare yourself to people, it's going to be bad. Because if you compare yourself to them positively, then you're going to feel overly good about yourself. You're judging them, and then you may not try as hard at things. If you compare yourself negatively, then you feel down and you're judging yourself, and it's awful either way. And so we talked about uh, Buzz and Woody and how there was jealousy involved and all of that. Uh, this week we are moving on to talk about fear. And so we're talking about Fearless Hero. Uh, before I get to the story, which is about Gideon, um, one of the movies I've seen with Beatrice, which is one of her favorite movies, is the Puss in Boots, The Last Wish movie. And in this movie, like, Puss in Boots is like the hero, and he's like the Antonio Banderas, like uh, Robin Hood, like cool guy. And he, wins, he beats this huge monster in the beginning. Sorry, spoilers, but it's been out long enough. Uh, and he does all this amazing stuff, and then the wolf of death comes along, and it scares him. He's actually scared for the first time. And so he'd always sung about being the, the, everybody's favorite fearless hero, but he felt fear, and he had no idea how to handle it. So he goes and he hides, and, and he basically gives up because of the fear. Not just because he was scared, but because he'd never allowed himself to be scared before. He was overconfident. You see, sometimes we go into situations, and we, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to feel fear, but we're taught that it's not, that we should pretend that we're okay. And when you pretend you're okay, sometimes it hits harder down the line. It's just like with anything else. If you bottle up your emotions, eventually they're going to come out. And so it's the same with fear. Uh, but being scared is not the same thing as giving in to fear. It's not the same thing as allowing it to rule your life. Everybody is scared at some point. Like everybody uh, has a phobia. Everybody has something that they're afraid of. Everybody goes into situations and they feel nervousness or awkwardness, something that feels like fear. And again, that's not bad. Uh, in fact, bravery only exists with fear. There is nobody not named Tom Cruise that just does everything they can without fear. Like they, uh, everybody else, uh, if they're doing something tough, if they're going to the military, if they're going to school, uh, if they're boxing, if they're in basketball, if they're in sports, there's an element of fear somewhere. But you push through it, and that helps. And so with Puss in Boots, and the reason I, I wanted to do that is... He never had to push through because he had this overconfidence, and so he didn't allow himself to think about anything else. And once he actually thought about it, then he froze. And so it's okay and it's good to think about the things that you're facing. It's okay and it's good to think about what could happen. Again, not to focus on it, not to dwell on it, but it's like I say with anxiety and different things like that. Um, if you go into a situation, often we get stuck at the worst case scenario. Well, it's just as bad to only look at the best case scenario. So you want to look at both and you want to think about what's in the middle. And you want to actually think about things and be like, okay, I'm feeling kind of scared here. Why? And then figure it out. And so I want to go to a story. This is Judges 6, 11 through 24. Um, and so this is a period of Israel's history where they didn't have kings yet. But the people in charge were called judges. And so they kind of were like uh, a cross between kings and mayors, basically. Uh, then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash of the clan Abazar. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a winepress to hide the grain from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. So I want to stop there. So Gideon, it says that he was hiding grain. He was also hiding himself. They were at war with the Midianites. They were scared. And so he was hiding. He was staying away. He's like, hey, 
I'll go take care of the grain. They're like, what grain? We don't, and before they finish the sentence and the question, he's running away to go hide the grain and hide himself. And so when the angel comes and says, mighty hero, he's not mocking him like we might think. But Gideon is like, what are you talking about? I'm hiding. Like, I definitely am too scared. He had given in to his fear completely. He allowed it to, to push him away. And so Gideon says, sir, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us out of, up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. So basically, the reason he's scared is sometimes what we do. We think that if something goes against us, then everything is against us. We think that if something goes wrong, then it's because we did something wrong or because we don't deserve it or because we don't earn it. Sometimes you don't succeed because you just don't succeed. Like sometimes a person is actually better at something. It doesn't mean you're bad. It doesn't mean you're never going to succeed, but it means that you have to learn why and you have to learn what caused it and you go and you build. And so Gideon is like, wait, so all this bad stuff has happened. Where's God? Why is he allowing bad stuff to happen? And that's still a question you hear sometimes, but because of free will and because of the fact that we all have choices and all have our own life, bad stuff's going to happen, but so will good. And it all depends on how you focus. Um, then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. Uh, and again, I remind you, he was hiding at the time. But Lord, Gideon replied, How can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tri tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. Uh, Gideon replied, If you are truly going to help me, show me a sign to prove that it is really the Lord speaking to me. Don't go away until I come back and bring my offering to you. He answered, I will stay here until you return. So basically what happens is God goes and says, hey, you're going to be a hero. I know you're hiding right now. I know you're scared. I know you feel like you can't do anything, but you're going to be a hero. Gideon says, uh, I suck. Like, I can't do this. I'm the worst in my family, and I'm so weak, and I'm so scared, and I just can't do anything. And for whatever reason, he had come to believe that. Maybe his family made him believe it. Maybe the situation made him believe it. But he believed it about himself. And so he argues. And God's like, dude, I'm going to be with you. You can do this. Look at the history. And Gideon was like, well, yeah, where's God in the history? And where are all the miracles? And God is like, I did this through people. Like, I, I, I talked. Moses was scared too. And, and Joshua was scared too. And Abraham was scared too. But they acted through me. And you'll see over and over again in the Bible... When someone is called to do something, very rarely do they say, oh, I got this. Like Peter might have been like that and some of the others. But for the most part, they're like, I can't do this. So it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to feel that fear. It's okay to feel that worry. But then you give it to God and you keep trying and you keep going and you keep going forward. And that's what he's telling to Gideon. And Gideon is like, I got to test this. And so we go to the next part. Uh, Gideon hurried home. He cooked a young goat and with a basket of flour, he baked some bread without yeast. Then carrying the meat in a basket and the broth in a pot, he brought them out and presented them to the angel uh, who was under the great tree. The angel of God said to him, place the meat and the unleavened bread on this rock and pour the broth over it. And Gideon did as he was told. Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the bread at the tip of the staff in his hand. And then fire flamed up from the rock and consumed all he had brought. And the angel of the Lord disappeared. When Gideon realized that it was an angel of the Lord, he cried out, O sovereign Lord, I'm doomed. I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. It's all right, the Lord replied. Do not be afraid. You will not die. And Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and named it Yahweh Shalom, which means the Lord is peace. Uh, the altar remains in Ophrah in the land of the clan of Abizer to this day. So basically, 
he comes back and he realizes he'd been talking to an angel and so he's more scared. But I use this because of who he becomes. Uh, and so Gideon, you might not have heard of, or maybe when you associate his name, you associate it with the people that put Bibles in hotels and stuff because uh, they're called the Gideons. But Gideon is one of the judges of Israel at this point. And as I said, he considered himself and others considered him to be the weakest in his family, the weakest in his clan. And so he was the one called to be a hero. Often the strongest isn't necessarily called to be the hero because they feel like they're the strongest. And so when they're faced with something that's difficult, that's when they fall apart. And that's kind of like Puss in Boots. He considered himself to be the strongest. And when he faced something that he'd never faced before, he lets that fear take over. Whereas maybe somebody else uh, in that situation would, would really feel brave. Like Luigi in the Mario movie. Like he, he's scared throughout all of it. But eventually he gives, has this bravery where he sa almost sacrifices himself for Mario. Because he had never really believed in himself. Uh, and so with Puss in Boots, if you've seen the movie... Um, he continues, and he's scared, and he pushes people away, and he doesn't know how to talk about it, and he doesn't know how to deal with it. And he continues to push it down because, hey, I'm not supposed to be scared. I'm a hero. Hey, I can't do this. I'm a hero. And so he just can't deal with it. Gideon is kind of on the flip side of that where he doesn't even think he's a hero, and people are like, you've got to be a hero. You've got to do this. We're all going to be in one of those realms at some point. Not necessarily a hero, but you're going to feel like, I should be able to do this, why can't I? I shouldn't feel scared, why do I? I, I should be able to, to go there, I should be able to talk, I should be able to have this, I should be able to, to know this, but I can't. You're all going to question yourself, we're all going to question ourselves. Fear will always be a part of our lives, but fear will always be a part of our lives. And so I say that twice because it's not something that goes away all the way, but it's also something that is always around, which means we can fight through it, we can deal with it, we can work forward. Um, and so Gideon, going to Judges 7, 15 through 20. Uh, so basically, he was called to go fight the Midianites. Um, he gets this huge army together, which is still smaller than theirs. It's like 100,000 people. His is like 20,000. And God's like, yeah, I want you to have less. And so he cuts it down. And then he's like, yeah, I want you to have less. And then he cuts it down. And so eventually it's down to 300 people. Uh, you may have heard of the 300. It's not the same thing, but it's still 300 people. It is. And so when Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed in worship before the Lord. Then he returned to the Israelite camp and shouted, Get up, for the Lord has given you victory over the Midianite hordes. He divided the 300 men into three groups and gave each man a ram's horn and a clay jar with a torch in it. Then he said to them, Keep your eyes on me. When I come to the edge of the camp, do just as I do. As soon as, I, in, as soon as I and those with me blow the ram's horns, blow your horns too, all around this entire camp, and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. It was just after midnight, after the changing of the guard, when Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the Midianite camp. Suddenly they blew the ram's horns and broke their clay jars. Then all three groups blew their horns and broke their jars. They held the blazing torches in their left hands, uh, and the horns in the right hands, and they all shouted, a sword for the Lord and a sword for Gideon. And so I read this part. It's a long story where you can read through as the 300 win against all of these people. And they don't do it by just running straight at them and fighting because they'd be surrounded and they'd be overtaken, and that's not possible. But they do it through bravery because they're still out there, and they have different groups. And they uh, trick them, and they make it seem like more people are there, and they confuse them. And then they fight, and they win because they believed in Gideon, because Gideon finally believed in God. And so with this, you see that Gideon went from hiding from just the idea of a war from just the idea of people being around. He was hiding, thinking he's the worst. And now he's commanding a force of 300. Um, 
in your lives, you're going to face things that are difficult and face things that are bigger than you, face things that are huge, face things that are like giants. And you're going to feel like, man, I just don't have the, the ability. I don't have the courage. I don't have the whatever, fill in the blanks. But you see in this that if you give it to God, you can do anything. It doesn't mean you're going to succeed in every single situation, but it means that even in those not successes, you can build on that and you can learn to, to go forward. You can learn to grow. You can learn to give up fear. You can learn to be better. You can learn to be stronger. You can find new ways. Um, in, in, in this situation, again, had the 300, no matter how brave they were, just ran out and tried to fight 100,000 people, it's not going to work. So you have to come up with different strategies. You have to come up with different ideas. You have to find what your strengths are. And everybody has different strengths. And whatever it is, that's awesome. It's good. Everybody has different gifts, different ways to use them. Um, in the Puss in Boots movie, as he goes forward, he finally faces his fear. And that's when he turns it around. And that's when he uh, gets engaged to Kitty Softpaws or whatever happens. But he, he, he finally... He finally realizes, hey, it's okay to be scared because I have people around me. It's okay to find my own courage, to find my own gifts, to find my own ability. And so he gave that. And so Gideon, we see the same thing. He finally was like, okay, God keeps telling me I can do this. Maybe I can do this. And so he tried. And then he was successful. And so he tried. And then he was successful. And so he got people to believe in him. And he had a good strategy. And he had a good plan. In our, in our lives, again, you're not always going to be the smartest, the strongest, the fastest. But that doesn't mean that you're worse than the other people or worse than the situation. Sometimes you will be. But uh, in life, you're going to go into situations where you're the underdog. And again, you can do anything if you give it to God and you try your best and you understand that it's okay to be scared. You understand it's okay to fail. It's okay to learn. It's okay to grow. It's okay to take time. It's okay to be patient and to take the time you need to get better, to, to learn more, to have a better plan, to think things through. Um, because if Gideon can go from being so scared that he wouldn't even talk, that he wouldn't even move from the wine press he was hiding in, and lead a small army to victory, it's not even about the victory. It's about the fact that he was going out there with only 300 people knowing that he could die, but he still did it because he trusted God. You can do this. You can do whatever. You can live the life you want. You can have the dreams you want, all of that. And again, it doesn't mean you're going to be successful 100% of the time, but don't let that success become that lack of success become fear that stops you be like okay how can I learn from this how can I grow from this what can I do to get better next time what can I do to plan better what can I do to prepare better how can I do better and just keep asking that keep growing keep doing trust yourself and trust God that's all I got